0: Because people be people and there's not much you can do outside of that to to curb people who want to do bad things. So technology is having to continually evolve to keep up with uh, people who out here just live and file. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Apple. a.k.a tech Sammy diva
1: yo this is terence gaines a.k.a brother tech
0: and welcome to the snob west show the show for apple snobs where we talk all things apple and then some welcome back to the latest episode albeit a little bit late this week uh, we want to thank you for uh, tuning in we also want to shout out our patreon supporters our Snobbists, as we call them, for your continued support. And we also want to let you know, if you want to get in on the exclusive content that we provide to our Patreon supporters, you can definitely head on over to patreon.com slash to watch the show live and get exclusive content and to sign up to come to become a Snobbist supporter. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and hop into the show and we're going to kick it off with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. First up on the docket this week, it has been reported that there is going to be an Apple event scheduled for March 8th. Uh, again, it will be another digital event. It will not be live and in person. Um, what we're hearing from Mac rumors um, and the suggested uh, hardware that we can expect to see, people are assuming is a possible new iPhone SE and a possible iPad Air. Um, so if this event does come to fruition, is there anything specific you are hoping to see?
1: Uh, probably the iPhone SE, uh, simply because I have a daughter that will be of smartphone age later in June. So definitely right now, kind of figuring out what phone would be best for a 12 year old, um, her older daughter has an iPhone ten, sister. so uh, we are, we are older daughter, <laughs> <laughs> older sister uh, has an iPhone ten, uh, which um, if I were to get my uh, youngest daughter also an iPhone ten, it would be kind of long. The uh, that phone would be kind of long in the tooth, and she'll have it longer. Then my uh, oldest daughter, who will probably around Christmas time this year, will be probably nudging us for a newer phone. So an upgrade, right? For an upgrade, right? So I don't want to get her a iPhone ten, and then she'll have it for like another two or three years, and that thing may be super old by then. So all that to say, I am looking for a new phone for her. Um, I initially. Was looking at an iPhone 10R, which is newer than the iPhone 10, but the iPhone 10 has a little bit better features. So that was my. So you got to look into my mind here. I'm like, all right, (laughs) I don't want to get my younger daughter a better phone. phone. Well, not not newer. Um, a better phone than my older daughter. So the iPhone 10R, even though it's newer than the iPhone 10. The iPhone 10 has a little bit better features, a little bit better camera, uh, I think a little bit better battery. Uh, it's a little sleeker. You know, the iPhone 10R was a little thicker. There's definitely a difference in size. Uh, so that was kind of like my my um, uh, breakdown as to what phone, I should get a 12 year old versus our 14 year old uh, sister. But with the iPhone SE, it's the same thing. It's while it's a newer phone, I have to look at the features and see if it's actually better than the iPhone 10. Um, and if it is, uh, then, you know, even though it's an iPhone SE is less expensive. So, you know, um, I have to figure it out. So yeah. I definitely because it says, uh, according to Mac Rumors, um, is rumored to look the same as the iPhone SE from 2010, which itself looks very similar to the iPhone 8, right? Mm. <laughs> so my justification for getting my younger daughter the iPhone SE from this year, it still looks like an iPhone 8. It only has the one camera um, versus the iPhone 10 has the dual camera system in the back. So that'd be me saying, oh, hey, I got you this phone, but it still kind of looks older than my oldest daughter. So mm. all around the world to say, um, I definitely want to see what the iPhone SE looks like. If it looks like a one-camera phone, I may
0: pick that up. Okay. All right. I'm actually hoping to see – I know they mentioned a a new iPad Air. I'm personally hoping for an iPad Pro upgrade um, because I'm definitely um, in the market um, for one because I still have the original OG um, iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm hoping that we get a new – uh one of those uh doesn't seem as if that's on the table but, but the, the, a girl uh, can the, hope.
1: the ipad air may be better than the ipad pro i guess the question i would ask you is why do you feel you need the pro is it just because the pro name or do you actually see yourself doing enough work on your ipad to justify getting a, a pro over an air because the new macbook i mean the the new ipad air uh, the one they just released is pretty fly. And yeah. if they're gonna and if they do announce a new one, you know, it may have, you know, um sonora guts, better chip, uh 5G mm-hmm. connectivity versus just LTE, so on and so forth.
0: So pretty much. Um because I do have the uh new M1 Pro, the 16 inch, um, and I've kind of been going out with it. Um, it is very large, okay. which I knew and which I wanted. Um, but at the same time, it's, it is large. Um, uh, so I think I would probably be able to get more done with the pro, um, mm-hmm. and still have, you know, a pretty big screen, but it won't be as, as bulky. Um, right. like I mentioned in the pre-show that I'm doing some traveling, uh, in the next couple of weeks and, um, it's going to be interesting. I haven't decided if I'm actually taking my laptop or if if I'm just going to take my, my iPad, because one, I've been kind of out here with my freshly new iPad in the raw, because I haven't been able to find a cover that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things where, you know, I'm like, you know, assessing it, looking at it, making sure there's no scratches or anything like that. Um, And I have to be extremely careful with it. And I'm, kind of by nature a clumsy person and not super careful with with things of such even Mm -hmm. expensive things so it's one of those things where um i'd probably feel a little bit more comfortable um you know out with um a pro um and trying to get you know some things that might require some heavy lifting done so that's the primary reason all right yep All right. Um, the next thing we have in the lowdown, air tags. They have been in the news quite a bit lately. So, um, in this particular, you know, segment, there are three different things related to air tags, but they're all, you know, pretty much related. Um, so essentially the, um, the New York attorney general, um, she has issued a consumer warning. Um, to help people be more aware of going on with air tags. I think we talked about them, um, last year sometime with the young lady who was being tracked with the air tags in her luggage and didn't realize it. And one of our hookups was, you know, how to determine if you have an unauthorized air tag attached to you, what to look for, what you should do. And it's only gotten even worse with new technology. It always comes you know with some um nefarious things while you know the creation of the air tags the purpose of them the actual purpose of the air tags is pretty fantastic. The technology is pretty fantastic, but one thing you cannot account for when it comes to creating any new type of technology are people who want to take that, which is meant for good, which is meant to be helpful those people are going to come in and find a way to manipulate it and use it for, again, nefarious reasons. So all that being said, um, she issued a statement, um, was it um, on Wednesday, I believe, um, about um, these air tags and basically letting the consumer public at large know um, the misuse that's going on. It's been kind of, you know, under the under the radar a bit, unless you're, you know, heavy on social media where those things tend to be talked about, but, um, she's really wants to get it out to the, to the community at large to let people know what to look for. What happens if you get an unknown air tag, uh, attached warning attached, uh, pops up on your phone or what to look for, um, when, um, an air tag is, is on you, near you. In your belongings that you haven't put there. So it's one of those things where she's just trying to definitely put the word out what you should do if this happens, what you should look out for um, if you have um, have this uh, air tag that is not yours attached to you um, we'll definitely put the link in the show notes because it definitely goes through some key things that everyone should be aware of and again this is not just for um, iphone users this can affect android users as well and you know everybody the public at large needs to be aware of the things that can kind of happen with with these air tags
1: yeah but that should have been the case with all GPS trackers, which there are some trackers out there on the market that have been out on the market longer than these air tags that can track you much closer, much more precise using GPS versus this ecosystem of iPhones and iPads and Macs that you have to be in proximity in order to get a ping if you're trying to locate something that you lost. You know, so I think it's, it's, um, it's not fair but this is the, the the burden that apple has to carry because they in are in all things the biggest at they're, they're the biggest company they're one of the biggest tech companies um so their new products are going to get much more eyeballs than some of these other products but i think it, all that to say i still think it's kind of unfair that people are attributing uh apple creating so- these air apple. tags And people automatically attributing that to, okay, well, Apple didn't know what they were doing, or Apple didn't realize the gravity of what they were doing, because we know people are going to use these to try to track people. My, again, my response is, if you're really trying to track somebody, you probably need to use something better than AirTags. But again, that's not stopping people from trying to abuse this. And that's the burden Apple's going to have to carry, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like you said, it is unfortunate unfortunate that apple has to kind of bear the brunt of this but at the same time the visibility that this is getting and the protection that it is going to provide for a lot of people the awareness because like you said with you know some of the other bluetooth tags tile and any of the others this type of thing wasn't getting the same type of attention. And I'm sure it's it's happened before, but now that a company like Apple is attached to it, it is getting that, invisib- uh, that visibility. Unfortunately for Apple, that is kind of put on them, but at the same time, it's going to help people uh, be more aware of what's going on around them. And
1: Apple told us when they came out, they said, this is not used for tracking people. Yep. You cannot use these to track people you cannot use these to track people. All these are good for is locating items that you lost. But even then people said, all right, well, sure, but I'm still gonna use this to track people. So much so that Apple, in one of these other stores that you put out, they put out a warning and said, every AirTag has a unique serial number and and paired AirTags are associated with an Apple ID. Apple can provide the paired account details in response to a subpoena. Or valid requests from law enforcement. We have successfully partnered with them on cases where information we provided has been used to trace an error pa- tag back to the perpetrator who has been apprehended and charged. So that's Apple telling you, all right, now if you want to use these error tags to track somebody and we found out you did it, we will snitch on you. So, you know, and that's the, <laughs> the extent and- that Apple has to go to let people know don't use these to track people.
0: And speaking of that, uh, the other article in this whole AirTag segment, a Pennsylvania man has been arrested over AirTag stalking. Um, He placed an AirTag in the trailer hitch of a woman's car, and um, she was alerted by her iPhone. Because, again, we mentioned Mm -hmm. if there is an AirTag following along with you that is not associated with you, your iPhone will tell you. Um, and that's basically, you know, what she did. She was like, Hey, this is, this is not right. I'm getting this, this warning. And, you know, she followed, uh, the due process. She did the things that she needed to do after, um, you know, she got the notification. They found it inside of her trailer. Um, and she called the police. Um, and you know, the, the, the man, Ronald Roessler, Roessler, Mm-hmm. um denied said it wasn't me i didn't have anything to do with it and told the uh, police officer that it was an accident um and uh he agreed to you know say you know i deleted it from my phone see you can look mr police officer well so I'm it was undeleted. he was
1: trying to be slick Well, the point the right. problem was he was trying to be slick he was trying to do it and when officers rolled up on him the dude was like i don't know what y'all talking about and when the officer asked to see his phone, he says, sure. And then try to quickly delete the air tag off his phone, <laughs> which didn't work. And then he got arrested in the first, he got arrested and you know, the rest is history.
0: <laughs> right. So again, it does, you know. That just
1: makes, that just, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's what you get. Because yeah. again. You know what you were he, doing was
0: wrong. And you know and, that and that's not
1: what o- it's used for. And not only that. If you're going to stalk somebody, there are better things to stalk somebody with. Quit being cheap and quit being dumb. But again, if you're gonna be a criminal, be a criminal. You spend the hundred or two dollars to get a for real GPS tracker that you can track with more precision. Me,
0: uh, uh, ideas.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's like, come on, man, you, you, come on. This is not, this is not Apple's fault for you. Same way, which is, again, this might be a hot take. But, you know, Tesla catching flack for uh, their uh, self-driving autonomous um, devices to where people get in crashes mm-hmm. and come to find out the person was reading or the person was sleep or the person was in the back seat or they were Operating in the passenger in seat. Outside
0: of the the purview that it's supposed to be used in
1: You're the Tesla, even though which, again, Tesla is the number one uh self-driving vehicle car manufacturer, so they're going to take the heat but at the same time tesla's like hey you still have to do this and you still have to do that and you got to make sure you're aware and do this and do that and do the third but they didn't do any of that they get into an accident and it's all over the news tesla's self-driving autonomous vehicle has been involved in a crash at x y and z so again yes ultimately apple's going to be responsible because again the person on top is going to get the most attention Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, stop being stupid.
0: <laughs> right. And at the same time, um, I actually found this article after I did the show notes. I was just on, on on Twitter. And, you know, because I think of the increased presence and scrutiny around it, um, in this article I'm reading from uh, Inc.com, um, Apple just last week announced, you know, a series of new steps that they are taking to make it easier to, to locate air tags that may have been put on you or mm-hmm. putting your belongings that you are unaware of. So it's not as if they're saying, well, we told you what to use it for or not what not to use it for. They are actively taking uh, proactive steps to say, you know what? We realized, we told you not to do it. and You're going to do it anyway. People, you did right. it anyway. So mm-hmm. now we have to improve our technology to ensure that our, uh, you know, uh, consumers and and, and consumers at large are protected from people because again the whole goal of these air tags is to track your keys your phone or something like that it wasn't meant to track people or stalk people but one thing you can't always do in technology is account for the unethical behaviors there's some things that you know are going to be like you know what when you're dealing with finance and banking you know that there're going to be people that try and hack into those systems so you try and build in systems to help prevent that as much as possible but again with that is something that's always being evolved and again with Apple they're just evolving AirTags yet again to make it more safe um and and you do what you can um because people be people and there's not much you can do outside of that to to curb people who want to do bad things, so technology is having to continually evolve to keep up with uh, people who out here just live and file. Mm-hmm. So, all right, um, that is it for the lowdown. Unless you come across anything that you saw, you want to to talk about? Mm-mm, not really. Okay, cool. All right, let's head on over to Second Street where we talk all other tech. And uh Spotify is uh, back in the news for a little bit uh, more. Um, I saw this article on Engadget and we talked about Joe Rogan a bit uh, last week and we talked about how we pulled our show from Spotify and everything was really revolving around the $100 million that Joe Rogan was getting ex- for exclusively holding his podcast on Spotify. Well, it appears based on some research that um, the folks over at the New York Times did, the deal is likely closer to $200 million. They're saying at least $2 million. And this is from, uh, we're reading from Engadget, but the investigation was was done by the New York Times. They are saying, according to the New York Times, the three and a half year deal is worth at least 200 million dollars with the possibility of additional payments so um, the 100 million dollars that they were offering to the um, minority people they still do if this is true that they were still not being fully truthful and honest and trying to make things right which we already knew but why you gotta lie Craig why
1: Uh, maybe they didn't lie right uh, Maybe the hundred million dollars came out because people were doing cursory research. I'm, I don't remember. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't remember Spotify announcing that they struck a deal originally with Joe Rogan and the press release said Spotify partners with Joe Rogan experience for hundred million dollars. I'm pretty sure some news reporters, some tech journalists, found a number and ran with it, right? So that was the number, right? So come to find out after everybody started getting all up in Spotify and (laughs) Joe Rogan's business as a result of the whole, you know, backlash as far as the COVID misinformation, as far as the racism or the racist comments, so on and so forth. After further investigation, we have found that it's worth 200 million. All this does for me, um, in addition to, uh, Clearly, the 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 hundred million that Spotify promised to whomever they promised it to in the wake of all this news, uh, outside of it, obviously that was just being okay. Well, let's just see if we can toss y'all some money to shut up. Mm -hmm. The two hundred million number, all that tells me is it confirms that Joe Rogan ain't going nowhere (laughs) on Spotify. If they, if it's true, and they actually the deal could be worth. 200 million, which solidifies uh Spotify's executive saying, hey man, this is what we got to do to get on top, you know and for them just to remove a couple of episodes, which a couple give being fair is actually you know over a 100 or 20 or so episodes, they were going to do everything they needed to do to keep Joe Rogan on Spotify because that is the most popular podcast and it is worth the most. So
0: yeah. <laughs> later ahead. in the art, later in the article it says that Spotify uh Rogan Show is Spotify's most popular podcast mm-hmm. in ninety three countries. Mm-hmm. Ninety three countries. Then he ain't going nowhere. They were gonna say, Hey,
1: our bad, so shut up about it and go talk about the Super Bowl because as <laughs> you can remember we're all talking about the Super Bowl now. We're all yeah. talking about the NFL Brian Flores, and Brian yeah. Flores. The we're talking about earn. we're talking about Tinder swindler. We're talking about uh, you know, reinventing Anna. We're talking about everything else except but this. Uh, uh, but this, you know, with, with, with the exception of a few stories here and there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but we heard this uproar about 200 million the same way with this uproar about the stuff a couple of weeks ago because we've changed the channel
0: yeah exactly and it's one of those things where like you were saying that he's not going anywhere the spotify uh ceo apparently told his employees um this month that big deals like this um help make the company successful so mm-hmm. basically this is what's paying your salary so if you mm-hmm. want us to get rid of him then we have to get rid of some of y'all so mm-hmm. you either have to get on board with this racism this sexism this covet misinformation or um you know, Find a new yeah. job,
1: which, which again, that's going to be the test, right? The Test is going to be do enough people have. A, and again, um, I'm not going to uh, bear this. I'm not going to force this responsibility on any employee because, look, you got to make a living. You got to get paid. Right. It ain't just as easy. It's easy enough for me to say. If you don't agree with what Spotify is doing as an employee, you should quit. That's easy for mm-hmm. me to say because I don't work for yeah. Spotify. You right? don't
0: work there. That's not <laughs> affecting your bag at all.
1: <laughs> right. Um, but the uh, uh, same thing with uh, publishers. There are a lot of podcast publishers. There's a lot of music publishers who put their music on Spotify. I can easily say, if you don't like Spotify, get off of Spotify. But again, I'm not making money off Spotify. I'm not, we're not publishing this podcast on Spotify. So it's easy for me to say that. But again, the test for uh, Spotify and whether or not they approve of what Joe Rogan is saying or the information that he's spreading or the, the personification of what he's doing is whether or not they can make money off of him. And if they can't make money off of him because one, they can't hire people because people disagree. And two, everybody's pulling their music and their podcasts and their whatever the case may be off of Spotify. Then Spotify be like, hey, man, we ain't really digging what you're saying, so we got to cut you loose. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only way.
0: And they're not going to do it. No. And again, time will tell. Uh, further than the article, it says, it didn't mention, you know, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Bryn, uh Brown, they all pulled their stuff. Ava DuVernay, she struck a deal with Spotify last year. She's cut those ties. And we know that the former president, uh, Barack Obama, and former first lady, Michelle Obama, they have a deal with Spotify. There's talks they may not renew. But is that going to be enough when they have a show that is generating this amount of revenue? Are losing those deals going to affect their bottom line that much where they make a change? I don't know, because we don't know. I don't think no one else has a $200 million deal with um, Spotify like Joe Rogan does. So The
1: only only way it'll happen is if Spotify loses $300 million. If If they stock price tanks- they can't hire anybody and they can't find new content to where the only thing on Spotify is the Joe Rogan experience. Then right.
0: yeah. until it affects <laughs> their pockets. Um, I think uh the Joe Rogan experience is is here to stay.
1: Yep. So sadly, much ado about nothing.
0: Pretty much. All right. Uh the other thing I didn't want to talk about, I saw this um back when it was first announced, and I think I retweeted it. Um, because I am in the AI space, um, it was something that really kind of like, hmm, this is, this is not good. And I don't think people are really paying attention. So, um, earlier this, what we're in February, so I think it had to be, it had to be in January, the IRS, um, announced that they were going to, um, that they were going to, uh, have this, um, this third party software, that um, that uh, that that they use to gain facial recognition. Basically, in order to file your taxes, you are going to have to provide a facial scan um, in order to to file your taxes. They were going to use a third party um, company called ID.me that was going to be the basically source who um, collected this data, housed it, and and you know worked with the IRS to do this as the way of authenticating who you are now twitter uh tech twitter um you know ai twitter data twitter was all on this like white on rice that was all i was seeing in my feed because again we already know the issues with facial rec Mm -hmm. um especially as it relates to black people and specifically Mm -hmm. in crime uh type situations now the government was re- going to request that mm-hmm. every taxpayer mm-hmm. provide this facial uh, scan in order to file your taxes. There was not going to be a way for you to electronically file your taxes without providing this facial scan. So that way, the US government has every adult paying person who files their taxes online, they were going to have your biometric settings. Uh, scan or they, into this third party
1: system or they weren't which uh, to me was the problem uh so according to this story I'll let you continue but according mm-hmm. to this um tech crunch uh article it says many tax filers already encountered the id.me system which is the third party contractor mm-hmm. that the irs use so the irs wouldn't even do it themselves no the government and that was something yep <laughs> anyway uh <laughs>
0: That's a, uh, to me. That was a big problem. Like, right. what kind of where, security do they got?
1: <laughs> right. Um, uh, so they were encountered the system already, where they had to. Re- they were required, and this is how they were going to get your biometrics. They were required to submit facial videos to create an online login. If the system failed, tax filers were put into a lengthy queue to have the identities manually verified. In video calls with a third-party company, that sounds all kind of not going to (laughs) work. Technically speaking,
0: not- Do you know how slow the IRS is already? Can you imagine having to actually get on a video video conference with a person? Right.
1: right. And so technically speaking, that sounds like a train wreck. On top of how facial recognition works when it comes to darker skin tones, when it comes to minorities specifically black folks so you add all that up
0: genders uh, all that stuff
1: right so when you add that all up yeah it seems like it was going to be a no-go so there so now you pick up
0: (laughs) yeah and so what it 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 came to be is that this company id.me wasn't very secure um (laughs) it was one of those companies that you may not necessarily want to have access to this data, it didn't seem to be very fleshed out, um, and you know how we know how things happen. People don't really get into you know particular edge cases on on certain aspects. And when you're dealing with biometrics of hundreds of millions of people, these are the type of things you want to make sure that they have locked in. They want you want to make sure their cybersecurity is on point. You want to make sure that everybody has. The highest level, you know, of security clearance there. And to me, reading through this, it seems like it was quite haphazard, the company that they used and the way they were going to go about this process, considering the data points that they were going to be capturing. What someone who, again, we talked about people doing nefarious things. I mean, the the implications are vast and broad as to what can happen. With someone having this information and then you may not even necessarily know that someone has this and what they're doing with it until it's too late. So all of the questions surrounding this, the what ifs, the what could go wrong with this were kind of outweighing the overall, I guess, benefit Mm -hmm. to to having this type of verification when it's honestly it's not necessary you, you don't have to have this to verify somebody's identity the is in verifying people's identity through means prior uh you know outside of this so what makes this so different all that well, to say go ahead okay oh,
1: no i was gonna say you were probably rolling into what i was gonna say anyway so go ahead
0: Oh, I was going to say going into, so the article I was just reading from, uh, from Mike.com, this was the original story that came out when they were going to roll this out. So this was the, and we'll include in the show notes, this was the original thing that um, they had planned to do with this whole facial recognition um, authentication. So now after the big hubbub and people talking about it and um, say, you know, this is nuts. This is crazy. doesn't make sense. The IRS has now backtracked and said that they now won't be using this third-party facial recognition system that collects this data from taxpayers. Um, it's saying now that it will completely abandon this technology built by these contractors, and they will instead swap in a and quote additional authentication process that doesn't collect facial images or video. Why didn't they just do this up front? And the two-year contract, get this, was worth $86 million mm-hmm. U.S. dollars for mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> so it goes to show... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it goes to show the kind of money they were throwing at this for a third-party vendor. And, who, and we don't know. I don't think I saw it anywhere else. We don't know how, I guess... <laughs> details or, you know, the specifics of this company and what their, you know, process is to ensure that this data is is secure because again, it's just a two year contract. So what happens after those two years?
1: Well, so my speculation of what happened was, um, somebody got the hookup with this ID.me uh company with the government, specifically the IRS. Uh, Somebody knew somebody, uh, got the hookup, got this big deal. Uh, Who knows what administration, since this was a two-year deal, uh, this just recently came up. My guess is it happened in the previous administration, so maybe there was some hookup there, because uh, according to this story, um, not only did the people uh, cry foul, not only did privacy hawks cry foul to say hey this is a terrible idea this is not going to work um, the IRS which is the government uh, had problems with the government <laughs> The uh, and I'll just read this um, but also the federal government's own general services administration with this, which is the GSA which has publicly committed to not implement facial recognition tests unless uh, tech rather unless such a system undergoes vigorous review to evaluate if it will cause unsore or unforeseen harm. So, the GSA's existing identity verification method- methods a- eschew, 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 eschew the need for biometric data, relying instead on scans of government records and credit reports. So, all that to say, um. They tried to slide this under the radar, and it blew up in their face because mm-hmm. nobody was alerted to this was supposed to going on.
0: Uh, and it probably and then, wasn't vetted prop- properly. I 100% believe this was not vetted the way it should be, it should have been something like this, should have been done.
1: Right. Uh, 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 to take it a step further, they weren't even supposed to because the government says, hey, before anything goes forward, we've got to do X, Y, and Z. And the IRS was kind of like, man, eh, we ain't doing that. And then everybody found out and it was like, hey, wait a minute. So, you know, again, somebody got the hookup and it didn't go like whoever promised them the contract. It didn't go as smooth as they thought it was. So this company, ID.me, looks like they got through under the bus. But again, I think somebody... At the government level, said, "Hey, <laughs> we got your back." My
0: cousin, my cousin, he 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 knows how to um, build a website, right? So and then,
1: and then I think administra- you should hire right. them to do this. And then when the administration changed, everybody's like, "Wait a minute, what is this?" And this it's like, "Get this out right? of here, get yeah. this garbage out of here." Yeah, but the, the
0: the thing that probably I think concerns me more is that the IRS was going to continue rolling with this, knowing full well that it wasn't fully vetted, and this was just some this was just a bull. So that they this were is, going to still roll with this.
1: So again, again, um, this is why people don't trust the government, which is why it makes a little bit of sense as to when the whole COVID thing came out. People was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I ain't messing mm-hmm. with it," because the government <laughs> government be governmenting, and you're not about to shoot me
0: up with something that <laughs> right. I don't know what it is because y'all be living foul out here.
1: So government, like, especially is not, under
0: the administration as well, It's like, Mm-mm.
1: yeah, so they would not gonna anything. get me. They weren't doing uh, any favors. So, you know, you got to get the stuff under wraps if you want people to trust you. And clearly this was not ready for Showtime.
0: It was not ready. It still should have been baking. But I do want to ask you this. Now that they've said, you know what? This this wasn't done correctly. Do you think there is still going to be um, some sort of implementation of this? Because it sounds like, I personally think... They put it under the guise of the IRS because everybody has to file taxes. Mm-hmm. I think they they want this type of data, even though they have our passport photos and all that type Credit of- Credit history and- yeah. Right. This is just a fresh new way, and especially if they were going to do verifications by video, that adds another level of um, a biometric uh, data collection. So, do you think that there may be some return of this maybe in a different format
1: um possibly um possibly eventually we'll get to facial recognition because you know it's seeming to go that way uh started off with iPhone started with you know general biometrics, and it'll i mean eventually get there you know it's technology that's what it's gonna do uh but I guess the problem I have with it is with this particular. Uh, rollout was my guess is the IRS, you know, their justification was, Oh, well, we can stop people from getting taxes, uh, uh, filing taxes for other people. We can make the whole thing safer. Uh, so on and so forth. I think the consists, the consensus, uh, for most people probably in our tax bracket or who make our type of money is, um, the IRS, y'all could be doing other things. <laughs> to make people one trusted government and to recuperate, stop people from, from tax evasion. You know, there's some other things you could be doing, you know, like making rich corporate billionaires and corporate entities maybe figure out how to get them to stop these uh, getting these loopholes so they can not mm-hmm. pay their taxes. Do that first. <laughs> then worry about somebody making $40,000 uh, how are they going to uh, 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 claim their kids on their taxes? You know, <laughs> and claim, I'll take it you
0: know, I'll even a step further. The government knows how much we owe in taxes, but they refuse to tell us because they have lobbyists from places like Tax Act or TurboTax that mm-hmm. force us to have to either manually do the paper ones or, or sign up th- for these. Sign up for these services. Which that then fleece it, us.
1: <laughs> right. right. It's free. <laughs> you
0: can do some free, but at the end of it, it's like a 100 bucks right. to file your taxes. So uh-huh. let's start there. Let's start with the basics. Let's yeah. start with- let You, do some other already, things. you right. already know how much we owe. So instead mm-hmm. of me trying to figure it out, and if I get it wrong, I get in trouble, you already know what I owe because mm-hmm. you get all the information. Just send me a bill that says mm-hmm. you owe X amount of dollars or and we then owe let me you that. X amount of dollars. Right. Let's start there before we try and start to get all fancy with the technology, especially with an organization within the government that does everything by mail. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, That is it for Second String. We're going to head on over into For the Culture. Again, as this is Black History Month, we are continuing uh, in our For the Culture segment where we talk about all things that are relevantly social to um, us that we care about, we're gonna go ahead and do this week's Teching while black and this week we're going to talk about Angie Jones. I found her on twitter um i I follow her on Twitter and I found out some really uh dope stuff about her. She is the first black female Java champion, and there are only two hundred ninety nine Java champions at the time that I looked this up. Globally. So out of 299 people globally, she is the first Black female to do so. She is currently the Global Vice President of Developer Relations for their Decentralized Finance Division at Block. Um, She is an international speaker and instructor of test automation techniques and strategies. She is an inventor with over 25 patents inventions in both the US and China and she furthermore is the CEO of Diva Chicks which is an online community for girls and women in gaming so she is out there in a bunch of different uh things and pretty much uh leading the space so shout out to you this week All right um now let's get into the actual for the culture segment, um, which I titled this week, them's the rules. So, uh, during the summer Olympics, um, you know, how we, you know, enjoy those. That's one of the times where we're like, we're American. Yeah, this is awesome. Let's go. Um, uh, Shikari, uh, Shikari, get that right, Shikari Richardson was one of the, um, top female track athletes that got a lot of, of talk of about, um, uh, her race shoot. They were expecting her to really go in and medal and, you know, do all these things. She was giving, uh, Flojo vibes with the hair, the nails, the outfits. People were super excited. Um, come to find out she ended up being disqualified, um, uh, from competing in the summer Olympics because she failed a drug test, um, where she tested positive for marijuana which is a non-performance enhancing drug. And it was found out that this test was done around the time that she, um, her mother passed unexpectedly. So that's the background on that. Well, fast forward to um, 2022 and we are now in the Winter Olympics and um, we have another positive Test of a banned um performance performance an actual performance enhancing drug mm-hmm. from uh, a young uh Russian um figure skater I believe she's fifteen years old well she tested negative uh, she tested positive for an actual performance enhancing drug and they ruled that hey we're still gonna let her participate because mm-hmm. she's only fifteen and it's it's only fair because she was already at the olympics um e when this test um uh became uh Publicized. widely known mm-hmm. so people started thinking and started calculating and like the math is not mathing uh with this particular situation because when Shakira Richardson um tested positive she was out But this young lady tested positive for an actual performance-enhancing drug, and she gets to participate. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so they were like, so what's the difference? How's it allowed to happen? And apparently, the international committee said, these two cases aren't the same. They're completely different. Right. One. This is a minor. She's only fifteen. She was only taking what she was told, right. and we found out about this when she was already at the Olympics. With Shakiri's case, it was before she actually left to go. Even though I think it was only by like a week or two before they were supposed to go to Olympics. So mm-hmm. now um, people are saying some things are looking funny in the light, and people are saying, "But I thought when it came to Shakiri, you guys said that was those rules. The rules are the rules." If you test for a banned substance, you got to go because that's the rules. And carry, right. regardless of her situation, that she's not absolved of that. So, unfortunately for her, you know, it's sad, but that's what happens. Those rules. But now mm-hmm. the rules have seemed to change.
1: So uh, I blame America for this because mm-hmm. <laughs> Russia
0: was like, nah, I'd be.
1: <laughs> now Russia fights for their athletes so much so that they're willing to cheat or help them cheat in order to, to participate in the Olympics and Russia will fight tooth and nail to make sure their athletes uh compete right so even though the IOC I guess this is a non-governing non-biased body I don't know who I don't know all the details but, you know, they said this uh, girl can uh, continue to compete or whatever. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> Russia and Vladimir Putin and whomever was really going to bat for this young lady saying, oh, she didn't know. And she didn't know what was in her body. And she, you know, they went to bat for her to get her to compete. Now, fast forward to, you know, yesterday or day before uh, she she participated, but she failed miserably. Uh, yeah. fell a couple times, you know, kind of meltdown. I don't know if this is a result of all the news, whatever the case may be. So even though she got to participate, she didn't even meddle, even though.
0: She was a favorite to win. The
1: right, gold. right. Um, but uh, they weren't going to let her uh, meddle because privately they said, well, she can participate, but she'll be stripped of any medals or whatever the case may be. Well, she no, they didn't said that
0: if she, The thing is, they said if she would have meddled, they wouldn't have the ceremony at all. So even the people, so say if she won silver, the mm-hmm. person who actually won the gold and the bronze, mm-hmm. they wouldn't get theirs either because the thought is, well, if we do uphold this band, mm-hmm. then she'll fall out and the third place person will go to second and then the fourth place person will go to third. So they were willing to,
1: to not to give nobody medals?
0: Not give anybody any medals. To not have anybody have their moment on stage for this one
1: So that girl. furthers my point. Young lady. They was, Russia and whomever was willing to and fight. And
0: the IOC because they were the ones who said, we're not going to give nobody no awards. Nobody gets it, none.
1: It, it would have been nice if America would have fought as hard for Shakari as hard as Russia Fought for this other young lady again, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is, but the rules are the rules are supposed to be the rules. So, technically speaking, yes, it should not have applied for any of them. If they are found with doping, they should get kicked out of the Olympics, wherever they are, whatever the case may be. Uh, but again, I blame America because Shakari is an American Olympian, and America was like. Nah, we don't want nothing to do with you. You know, I maybe maybe they wouldn't have let her compete the IOC. Maybe the IOC would not have let her compete anyway. But America was like, ah, you know, versus maybe Russia you was
0: arm real quick, <laughs> right?
1: Versus <laughs> Russia was like, yo, we got you, right? So, uh, yes, you know, the glaring thing is, you know, the fact that this young black girl, Carrie Richardson, uh, really pretty much got stopped the second her um uh, th- uh, her you know uh, issues came to light you know you can definitely make a case that you know there is some bias uh going on in the olympics but again like i said knowing that america especially with russia it's like russia's known for cheating the reason why they can't compete compete under their own flag right now is because cheat. they're cheating so the fact that russia was still able to fight to get this girl to get some sort of conciliatory you know, competition, you know, sticker. She was still able
0: to compete, yeah.
1: Right, and America was like, yeah, those be the rules, you know. It's just mm-hmm. like, we know what time it is with America specifically.
0: Yeah, and, and does, globally. honestly, and does it actually open up because they are going under the whole assumption? I saw people fighting in the comments, but she's a child, she's a minor, and that's what the Olympic people are saying. So it leads me to believe if I was smart and mm-hmm. I wanted to win some medals for my country. I just get a bunch of minors to participate and you can drug them up and do whatever you want mm-hmm. and just say, oopsie, the, they didn't the know real, they are minors.
1: The, the precedent is cheat early.
0: Yep. <laughs> cheat young and early and stick to your guns, fight okay. it out to the bitter edge, mm-hmm. uh, never give it. So I just thought that that was um, uh, a very interesting concept and we could see the points of failure, On multiple sides of this. Mm. And. um, Is anybody surprised? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, You know. I don't think so. It's just unfortunate that she had to. Go through all that. And then to see a a case. Similar to hers. Mm -hmm. um, You know. Actually worse than her case. Because Mm -hmm. her. What she. You know. Got. Checked for was the reason why she was
1: taking pregnancy. marijuana is for anxiety. The reason yeah. why this Russian it was legal, was, right? The reason why it. this Russian athlete was taking these drugs was to beat everybody else in the competition. Right. <laughs> That's and the only that goes, difference and, I see. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and it leads me to believe is was she really winning all this stuff before because of performance enhancing? Like, are they going to go back and look at you know, I guess whatever their championships is in Russia that sent her to the Olympics? Like, are they going to be like, hmm, but I mean, that's their stuff. So it's like, hey, we cheat. So let's just keep on cheating until we get caught. Uh But yeah, it's really unfortunate. And again, like I said, you can definitely see the bias. Um, But America, we know where we live Uh and we know the existence that we have in certain instances. So that is it. For this week's for the culture, we're going to head on over to the hookup. How are we getting hooked up this week?
1: Uh, so I have decided to. So here's my hookup. If you're an American Express card member, there is a fitness app called Future Fit that is giving American Express users two free trial, two free, a two month free trial. Uh, this valued at I want to say a little over two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, because this Future Fit app, basically, what it is 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 a um, coaching fitness uh, coaching app. You know, you talk to a live coach, you tell them about your fitness journey, you tell them about your goals, you tell them about your weight, you know your your uh, your equipment available equipment, and they create a customized workout plan to help you achieve their goals. Uh, When you they put this customized plan together, you can then work back with the coach and say, hey, you know, I need you to do a little bit more or let's try this different, more sets, more reps, more weight, less weight. You can fine tune this workout plan as you go along. You can get encouragement from the coach. You can do FaceTime's message with the coach. So it's like a virtual coaching app for fitness. And the hookup is uh, American Express users. You get two free trial months uh normally they just do you a free month trial uh, but with American express you get two months because the value of this uh coaching app is about 150 dollars a month so you're looking at about 300 uh, value for two months to where you know two months is a long time to where you may be able to use this for free and achieve all your exercise goals so that is my hookup for the week um the Future Fit app is only, I think it's only available for uh, iOS. I don't okay. know if it's available for Android, but it's definitely available for iOS. Uh, I actually signed up with it for it, and I've been through the process. You have to pick a coach, you talk to the coach, and then uh, we're in the process of them creating my customized workout plan. So cool. that is my hookup for the week. Uh, get two free months on the Future Fit app if you have an American Express card.
0: Cool. All right. All right. That is our show for this week. Um, We definitely thank you for tuning in. Um, Brother Tech, where are you in the news this week? Uh,
1: So yeah, so um, keeping in Black History Month, I actually sat down and talked with Charlotte Henry of the Mac Observer. Uh, They've got a uh, podcast where we talked about uh, Apple's Black History Month contributions. Are they doing enough? Could they be doing more? Uh, you know, talked about some of the people who they have highlighted across their platforms, you know, um, and talked about some things that they could actually do to you know take it to the next step. So definitely check that out if you go to the Mac Observer. We'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. You can find that. did uh, that should be on air now. Uh, I think she put it uh, air earlier this week. So uh, definitely do that and you can also find me on my other tech uh, podcast called the Tech the Tech John where we talk uh, technology from a different IE uh, black perspective. Uh, you can go to the techjohn.com that's T E C H J A W N.com and uh, listen to our latest episodes there.
0: Cool. All right. You can follow me. I'm at Tech Savvy Diva pretty much everywhere on social media. Um, I didn't have anything else going on this week because this week has been nuts. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) I'm looking forward to this weekend to actually. be able to take a breather so that is our show for this week you can definitely connect with us uh, engage with us comment share and support our show if you head on over to our website snobowestcast.com you can get all the details for those things there we want to thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week peace bye everybody